Hey there, folks. Welcome back to Save Your Bacon, an advice comedy podcast where we think we're helping. My name is Will. And my name is Zane. And fun fact, uh, for the first time in 2019, I got my hair cut. And the funnest part about that is that means that this is the first time I've cut my hair since this podcast has started existing. Zane, you do understand that that's like very common for like half of the population of the earth to not cut their hair. Sorry to cut you off, Will, but I've got a question to get us right into it. Are you ready for this question? Yeah, hit me. All right. This question comes from Captain Jacked Nips. And the and the question <laughs> the question is magic but only in buildings. And there's mm. context. I was in a building the other day. I got stuck in the elevator, and I was not having it, so I got mad and proceeded to kick the door super hard. The moment I kicked the door, the elevator started moving again. Oh. I've, I've, come now to, <laughs> I've come now to realize I'm clearly made of magic, but my powers only exist when I'm inside buildings. <laughs> what, what are the biggest pros and cons to my newfound curse? What are the biggest pros and cons of your newfound curse? I mean, here's the thing. If you ever get called a witch or a heretic or something like that, you can say, okay, take me outside and prove it to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you can't prove that I'm magic. Take me outside. Tell me to do something, you know, it, it, just in an outdoor location. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't suck as if they're like, t- hey, put, we're putting you on trial. And you're like, whatever, big deal. And they say inside and you say, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, pro, um, if you get thrown in prison for doing magic, we know you can get out. I'm sorry we're back here, but we can you can get yourself out. You for, do have magic. For anybody that hasn't listened to the show before, we once had a question uh, that led to us talking about a prison full of magicians. and All trying to prove that they can all get out and just trying to get thrown back in jail. Yeah. And now you um, can show off your skills there because you know that very specifically you're great at what you do while you're inside. I'm wondering if it's just the kicks that's magical. Is it just doors? Is it just technology? Is it that you have some sort of like technomancy sort of toe? Tech techno toe. You you kick it and it just work techno toe. Where that would that would be your superhero name <laughs> or villain? You do you. Um, it's it, it that that would be your superpower. It's just the one magical toe that you can kind of just make things work the way you want to the moment you kick them. Mm-hmm. Not not the greatest. I'd rather take Magneto on my team if I'm gonna be honest, but still useful (laughs) now i like to imagine like you called it a curse so i think you already know some cons i think you're made of magic how in the world is that a curse is anybody do you think there's anybody out there who's just like oh i have magical powers i'm gonna do special things that make it go my way really yeah it's a curse no it ain't (laughs) that's a good thing you little whiner that is a cup half empty if you ask me see the thing is if you're inside the elevator and it's not moving and you need to get moving sure blessing if you're just at a hotel and you're waiting on the elevator and the darn thing won't move and you say, come on, and you kick the outside of the door, and then all of a sudden, whoever's in that elevator, it just starts going to crash into the floor. You oh, just, so it works too well, yeah, you're saying. I yeah. mean, could you kick it again to make it do better, or do you have zero control over this power? If you have zero control, then you're right. It is a curse. Maybe it's like that movie Chronicle that I hope everybody has seen, where... No. <laughs> where you... <laughs> No, I don't think so. You've got got this power that you don't know what to do with it, so you slowly learn to harness it, but it drives you mad with power, and so you start using it. Yeah, that's the only story that is a coming-of-age-of-magic sort of type 
arc. Yeah, I agree. That's the only place that, that's ever happened. That and Avatar The Last Airbender. I was thinking of the same thing. Those might be the only two. Anyways, um, if you didn't have control, that'd be very bad. I can imagine mm. it going quite poorly. You're trying to make, like, waffles, and you you know, you know put down the waffle iron, and all of a sudden it, it, it like, you know flash burns the whole waffle and starts your house on fire mm-hmm. what are you going to kick to stop that right can you kick the fire extinguisher and just have <laughs> it blow up and and stop the entire fire i think that you could just do that if you had a really good kick whether or not you had the magic huh are you inside a building if it's on fire say that again at what point how much fire <laughs> needs to have happened to a house before your no before your powers wear out? Do you understand what I'm asking? I definitely heard I definitely heard you say, Are you still inside a building if it's on fire? on fire? Yeah, okay. Well yeah, I'm saying how much of the house has to burn down before you lose your powers? <laughs> Just gotta get this out. Did you say you call nine one one, you say, Help, help, my house is on fire. They say, Okay, ma'am, are you inside the house? And you say, Yes I am and they say no, no, you're not. It's on fire. <laughs> no, you don't understand. No, you're not. This I'm is talking a prank. about in the context of the magical powers, right? I'm saying, does it still count as a building for as, as far as your magical powers go? I know, I understand. You're still in a building that's on fire. You can't call and say, "I'm in a building that's on fire." And say, "No, you're not. It's on fire." I understand. That doesn't make sense, but. <laughs> saying I do. okay so so how much of the building must i you know it's good it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> i think the whole point being necessarily whether or not you still had magic powers and the building was on fire uh you are not flame retarded so you'll yeah. probably die before your powers wear off is the answer so blessing uh pros and cons to your your curse or whatnot if uh if the building sets on fire while you're in the elevator the next time and the elevator stops I don't think your powers are going to get you out of that sticky situation. Because it's not a building any longer. Yeah. Now it's just... Yeah. Now it's is just... Is an elevator a building? Is an elevator a building? Yeah. Is an elevator... just an elevator. Mm-hmm. Is it a building? Are we talking literally just the thing you stand in or the whole elevator shaft, too? Uh, take your pick. If okay. you just had an elevator shaft, is mm-hmm. that a building? If you had the elevator shaft, I would say yes. Because you yeah. have... Yeah, you have floors that you stop at and then you it, whether it's the first second third or fourth whatever you can walk out and fall to the ground outside because there's nothing but an elevator shaft we're gonna make a building will and i uh, for all the listeners and it's gonna be located right in the middle of singapore and it's gonna be called the shaft and it's all you do <laughs> is you press you press one button on the ground that is an up elevator button and then it comes down and you could get in it and then it takes you up five floors and then you jump out into a swimming pool and that's yeah. the whole thing. That's the entire The building the building is called Shaft and the pool is not ours. It's just and... <laughs> conveniently next to the yeah. elevator shaft. It really saved us on the liability stuff. Um mm-hmm. so I did look up the definition of building. Okay. <laughs> a structure with roof and walls. So oh, okay. I think an elevator counts, if you ask me. If it has a roof and it has walls, mm-hmm. it is a building all of a sudden. So even if the rest of the building burnt down, you would still have your powers. Question yeah. answered. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So okay. you're saying you're saying even if the building itself lost the roof, considering that the elevator still has its roof, you're fine. You you are building. Yes. Okay. okay so, um, I'm gonna ask a question now. Are you are you prepared? I am not. Go for it. 
Okay. Hey, Zane and Will, I was curious if taking my firstborn child to raise them as a warrior to vanquish future adversaries is a good excuse to deny volunteering at church. Now, I do want to point out that Will read firstborn's child. Yeah, I messed it up bad. Which means that this here, here, just take this. Wait, hold on, Zane, shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again, just that portion, and then you're gonna cut it in. Ready? Okay. Firstborn child. Okay, now I want you to edit that in. I did my actual question. It's already edited in. So go ahead. Now you give me your comments. All right. Cool. Um, yes, it's fine. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Next question. Does that work? (laughs) I hope that helps. Well, what do you think? You're the churchgoer here. I'm the churchgoer here. That's true. I am a churchgoer here. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it's a good excuse? I think that, quite honestly, they would find it very funny unless they're already worried about you. If they're concerned for who you are and your character, maybe they shouldn't have put you on the volunteer list. And mm-hmm. maybe you just got yourself out of volunteering forever. I think that this is actually a very safe bet because either you got yourself out of volunteering forever because they're never going to ask you again okay. if they're already worried about you or they're going to think, ah, that person is, is trustworthy and this isn't what they're doing. So, you know what? I'm just going to take it as they had something better to do and just accept the no. Now, if you're training this child as you do, that's going to take a lot of your time. Oh, here we go. So, We're in the space. Let's so do it. If you're... If you're <laughs> <laughs> if you're saying no i can't today i gotta train my child you know what i've been doing not today you know that kid you know zane you you joked about that like almost a dozen times now over the last few months how you have a child that you've stolen from your enemies and are raising up to be a warrior in order uh-huh. to kill uh-huh. the person you stole from yeah i'm starting to think you're not kidding you say with a deadpan expression every time well i I, I never said that I was joking, Well, You never explicitly said you were joking. I just assumed, considering we put you in charge of children's ministry, mm-hmm. that that wouldn't be the case. You remember you remember last week when I said that um, I had to teach my kid how to use katanas? Uh-huh. Do you remember the week yeah, that... before when I said I still can't because now they have to learn how to uh, wear a gi? <laughs> Do you remember when I laughed each time? Each and every time yeah. I laugh. Yeah, I thought I thought that that was just just generous support from you. I thought that's how you supported me. I've just come to think that you have very dry humor. Oh, okay. It uh, seems we're at an impasse. So I mean, you're gonna have to go. You, th- <laughs> you thought you thought the best joke that I could ever come up with was like, oh, I uh, I can't go to church because uh, I gotta teach my kid how to use a katana. Well, that's the best joke our question asker came up with. So, whoa, whoa! got him. Whoa. All right, you can ask a question now. I give you permission. Do you have? Do you understand that we've been talking about that question for about a minute and a half? Yeah, I understand. The vein is empty. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that if you're going to church just week after week, the first time that you say I have to not volunteer because I got to train my kid in order to make sure that they grow up and and avenge themselves, uh, the people say I don't care what your excuse just was. Fine, you can call off. It's that easy. But the fifth, sixth time that you're doing it, people are gonna say, "Why? Why are you still using this excuse? Is this for real? Are you really throwing this in our face?" And then 18 years later. When you're still using the excuse, and, or wait, no, when you uh, go to church and they say, whoa, whoa, look who's back at church, because they're all at the same church 18 years later, um, and they've all just nonstop been going, 
when they like look who finally showed up and then they say well 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 will well 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 will look who decided to show up and then you say he's ready <laughs> they say what are you talking about you say my son and they say oh the son thing 18 years will why can't you give it up this is Gronseneff. He's a 430-pound monster of a man. He has battle scars across both eyes, making him blind, but he uses all of his other senses to see. He only wears a loincloth and leather sandals he fashioned himself, and he has four broadswords attached to his hip. He wears no other clothes, and his hair is down to the floor, so I hope you <laughs> weren't planning on mopping anytime soon because it has not been cleaned. <laughs> Grant Seneth, this is my, these are my church friends. <laughs> this is this is Gronson's first experience meeting other people than you for its entire life. Yeah, he only speaks Portuguese. Um, now, why did that happen? I just thought it'd be cool. All right. <laughs> it just sounded really fun. When he was a kid, he, saw, he said a word, and it sounded sort of like Portuguese. I was like, yeah, I can run with that. And it was a fun way for me to learn at the same time. Okay, cool. We kind of learn the language at the same time. does horrible things to the child's you know, uh, development when you're learning at the same time. But All he knows is improper Portuguese? Well, about as well as I do. But, you know, we've had 18 years of practice. <laughs> what's what's the kid's name again? Gronsonuf. Gronsonuf? Yeah. All right. Yeah, good enough. All right, all right, good. He doesn't mind. He only knows it in the Portuguese version. Um, oh, my God. Grunt please grunt twice if you understand. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say that in Portuguese so he can understand you. Uh, yeah, maybe another time. I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Zane, I want you to give me a question now. I, okay, I got you. This question comes from Match Me Up, Daddy-O. And uh, the question is, becoming more attractive? Mm. and the context if instead of blood for blood we had like a whole bag of magnets for blood would we all become (laughs) would we all become more attracted to each other (laughs) wait what (laughs) is this just a play on words what's happening would we become more attracted to each other would we become too attracted to each other there are some obvious pros to this situation, i.e. I could ride on top of my car without fear of falling off or even needing to be strapped down with rope again. But what, if any, are the cons? Would we, as living human magnet beings at that point, ever be able to separate ourselves from anyone else? At birth, would you ever separate or would you just immediately like, cling to your mother? Depends how strong this magnetism is right because they said they said very specifically a whole bag of magnets magnets. so like not a bag of a bunch of magnets doesn't sound as strong as one large magnet right maybe it's actually easier because there are a bunch of little jangly magnets just kind of floating around underneath your skin Uh uh-huh which is a horrible mindscape but i love the um, idea that now we would need to like seat belt in if we were at restaurants or whatnot because we would yeah. all slowly be just gravitating towards each other. We would all just get pulled under the table into like a little like, yeah, into like a taco just uh-huh. uh, on on either side of the table. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. I think the restaurants would have to be built in a little bit different way. Uh-huh. Theoretically, you would you would seatbelt in pretty much everywhere you showed up. Oh, time for bed. 
um, I'm going to seat belt over on this side. You stay there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because otherwise uh, we're going to cuddle, and I don't like that. And that sounds like the worst thing possible. Cons, that cons sounds to unimaginable. this. Uh, cons to the bag full of magnets for blood. You're gonna, you're gonna cuddle often. And that's gonna suck. That's gonna <laughs> suck. Um, another one that I just thought of is people would stop visiting like historical landmarks as often because if oh, too many yeah. people visited the same statue at once, they, they would slowly pull the statue down just by being there. Oh no. Yeah, baseball games wouldn't go very well. All sports events would not be good. Can yeah. You imagine football, but our skin just has a bunch of magnets underneath it everywhere every time there's a dog pile it's like a 30 minute operation just to take everybody apart we would have separate football teams on each sideline ready to try no we could like a big thing of red rover like can you break through i think you would just find new games right yeah. you would find a bunch of new magnet games to play with each other like i have a bunch of magnets in me and i'm gonna try to blast through your team mm-hmm. of people and maybe like so so are there two different kinds maybe maybe gender doesn't exist and gender only exists by what whether you're like positive or negative ah like magnetism you know okay okay maybe that's it and so you just have a bunch of negatives against a bunch of positives for red rover and that's your new football you totally just sparked some new interest into my entire being now you're gonna create a new novel based off of magnet genders my my already existing novel pushed by sapphire is going to be re re-edited into this all about magnetism of the body um mm-hmm. you did say a whole bag of magnets but like will has just brought up curiously you didn't specify if they were a mix of positive and negatives or solely I positive think- or negative I think in order to properly play in this space, we have to assume that you're either assigned a bag of positive or negative magnets, yeah. right? Because I feel like if you were, if you had positive and negative magnets, you you would just have a big clump. It would be a tumor. Everybody would just be given a tumor at birth. Yeah. When that 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 being would crush in on itself, right? Because it would be attracted to well, itself. It wouldn't crush in. Have you seen magnets implode? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the magnets—they're attracted to each other. Oh, they're gonna. They're just getting so dense we're, and compact. We're talking about blood magnets, Will. We're not talking about... I don't about- understand. I'm just imagining regular magnets. What is a blood magnet, Zane? It's magnet covered in blood. What else? That's repulsive. So it's just blood plus magnets? I thought we were replacing blood with magnets. I guess this is so. gross. I guess- How did we end up here? Where are we? Uh, Ew, there's a bunch of bloody magnets everywhere. So on the contrary of being way too attracted to each other, if we were a bunch <laughs> of positives surrounded by another bunch of positives, would we accidentally force people into oncoming situations that they didn't anticipate? Like, could you accidentally, your existence, force another person into oncoming traffic just because you got too close and then oh. repelled them? I think that's just another how strong it is. You know, how strong is your magnetism? Maybe mm-hmm. we have to create lead cars or whatever it is that just, like, is the antithesis of, of magnetism mm-hmm. so that we don't have those issues. Or we just have magnet rails that we ride on. Think about that. So you're just on a little plate, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And you just and you just stick yourself to the plate. Can't fall off. You're magnetized to it unless you really push off hard. And then you don't even need a seatbelt. And it just sits on other magnet rails, and we just magnetize our way around town. I think I'd have fun. You can put that in your book. Uh, you can take that. I won't copyright it. I would have fun magneting, magneting around town. I did yeah. look up that uh, magnets aren't harmful to just children, however. Um, and adult- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
We're talking about if magnets are harmful to children, I think that nobody would live past the age of like six then, right? I, that would kind of be the assumption. I can't believe I just found... Okay. Because <clears throat> if you're born with a bag full of magnets in your bod, you can't imagine you do that well if it's actually harmful to children. Children may even eat magnets. This can cause a child to choke and possibly be fatal. Toys... Okay, so it's not given... like a, it'll actually hurt you. You're just worried about choking, which <laughs> can't happen. We're just replacing blood. You can... I mean, you can choke on your own blood. Okay, we're getting an really adult, nasty. <laughs> an adult can also be affected by magnetic pull. Neodymium magnets can have enough force to lift 22 pounds of weight. Jesus. Also, these sorts of <laughs> ma- these sorts of magnets can be hazardous to medical patients as they have the ability to disrupt pacemakers. People with heart oh conditions gosh. are then susceptible to heart failure, and if not addressed, time can die. Now, okay, real... so heart failure is going to be a bigger issue. But, no more pacemakers. But no, but would it be because your heart wouldn't be pumping blood, it would be pumping magnets. It would be pumping <laughs> magnets. <laughs> Our, okay, we have to decide, is it magnets or is it bloody magnets? I want to just say magnets because that's way less nasty. <laughs> it's got to be just magnets. magnets. It's got to just be magnets. <clears throat> magnets can hurt tools as well. A computer contains a right. device <laughs> called a hard drive. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, no more computers, no more internet, no more podcasts. <laughs> we would have... A, okay, every time you would hold your phone, you would, like, wipe the hard drive yeah. of your phone, right? So no more phones. That makes society better, right? People would always would be immediately st- off yeah. of uh, phones. We'd all be not only more connected, literally, but also more attracted to each other, literally. And be more present. Just off our dang phones, yeah. you know? Yeah, for once in our lives. However, if, if phones... Like, if we couldn't use technology at all, all right? In this world where we're all magnet bodied people mm-hmm. and technology mm-hmm. stops existing how do we get the news oh so it's not like people are always this way it's that all of a sudden we're just all our blood is replaced with magnets and that suddenly works yeah. is that what we're yeah. saying how do we get the news of what's going on like who Uh-oh. who figures because it out every because sp- it's happened to everybody saying there would be a couple people who are li- who live under rocks would be like oh this is just a me problem but everybody <laughs> else would get it because they see that everybody else has also been made into magnet person there will be some people coming out and say oh my gosh look at me i'm a spectacle of amazement i have magnets in my body until mm-hmm. they realize that everyone else has these weird little lumps just swirling under their skin because everybody has magnets for blood now i really want to write a book yeah <laughs> all right thank you question asker you've inspired us yeah thank you for inspiring just us go ahead will okay i'll do that or maybe instead we'll do a ghost watch going ghost here we go all right Whoa. ready for this are you prepared i didn't even have to cut you off oh boy oh boy hit me with lay it on me with okay it. so in case you don't know this is a uh i don't know what do you want to call this is a segment podcast on a podcast whatever you want to call it this is going ghost where we talk about the crazy paranormal ghost stories that the internet has to offer and people need a- answers uh for because they have a lot of questions anyways this one is called the touching oh. by duct tape oh. cat thank you <laughs> Um, <laughs> the touching. All right, shut up. I'm gonna talk. About it. It's 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 like The Shining, but a little bit more sensual. Okay, so I've been talking a lot about the paranormal experiences, and I I had in my home, and this one was quite recent. So it was around 12 a.m., and we recently had a dinner party. This is not relevant, by the way. The dinner party has nothing to do with the rest of the story. Just take it and throw it out the window. I'm trying to fall asleep when a fly begins to bug me. I open the door to let it out. Before closing the door, 
and going back to sleep. I wake up again to hear it buzzing around, and yes, I visually see it repeating what I did. That's when I feel like my leg hairs moved slightly, like someone walking past me. I thought it was an itch, so I used my leg to scratch the area. I feel it happen again and again, the same area. I was kind of scared, so I left back into bed. The fly flew away and didn't bug me again. So here it is, Zane. Uh, the paranormal story put in the paranormal um, activity uh, part of, you know, the internet where somebody is saying that it was late at night, yeah. midnight, and they were sleeping. Uh-huh. And they let a fly outside. Here's my story. <clears throat> I was sleeping and I let a fly outside. And after I closed the door, it felt like the fly was still on my leg. So I, so I, I brushed it off and there it went. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> They let a fly out of their room. The fly came back in. It walked around on their legs and tingled their leg hairs. And when they brushed it off, it flew away again. That's the story. (laughs) Now, Will, I have a question for you. Yeah, of course. What do you think is the paranormal part of that? I think the paranormal part of this is that they let one fly out and they thought it was the same fly. And the paranormal portion is that um, I think that this is an alien who created the story who thought that this was something to be um, written down as paranormal. I think that the writer Duct Tape Cat. I think they like they like searched a bunch of words on the internet and they were like created one of those like word clouds. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. Like one of the most common things that gets said in a speech or whatever. Yeah. And they found duct tape and cat pretty prominently in that word cloud of like what people talk about or like the internet or something. And they're like, okay, that's my username. They'll all think I'm humans. And then they were like, oh my goodness, look at this horrible black monster that keeps on walking on my legs. It looks so diseased and disgusting. Um, and they let it out of their room, and then it came back in a second time. And they're like, that's a ghost story. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Will. I think I just struck gold in in uh, the true essence behind this story, and you're going to love this. All right? Mm-hmm. This is a ghost story. Okay. This is a real ghost story, and I'll tell you why. Because the first the first fly didn't exist. Oh, no. They just they knew it was going to happen. Then the second time the fly happened was really the first time the fly happened. Because, oh, man. Because Phantom fly itches. The definition of paranormal is denoting events or phenomena such as telekinesis or clairvoyance that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. The definition of clairvoyance is the supposed faculty of perceiving things or events in the future or beyond normal sensory conduct. They felt and saw the fly on their leg before that actually happened. So then when it happened the second time, it was really the first time it was happening. All right, stretch of the century. Thank you, Zayd. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey, they're going to hear this uh, podcast and they're going to be like, he, you, thank you, you knew. Oh my gosh, he cracked the code. <laughs> he did it. He figured out the fly problem. Yeah, this this question asker is going to find Duct Tape Cat's going to look online. Him and his alien form is going to be just browsing Reddit or whatever. It's going to find later on. Oh my gosh, they cracked it. We're getting calls from NASA and it's like a, a Goodwill hunting situation where like they couldn't figure out this problem. And then here I come in, just a janitor kid at Harvard. In. And I, I figure out the problem. They're just like, that... That problem's never been solved before. It doesn't even have an answer. How'd you do that? And you just say, I looked up the definition of clairvoyance. 
Yeah, and it's your way to fame uh, through pseudoscience. Flight, the first flight, <laughs> not real. Second flight, pretty real. Pretty real. Hey, guys, welcome to Middle Stuff. I just uh, will checking in here, wanted to say hey. Uh, I didn't, it didn't seem like you had anything else going on, so I thought I'd just mention a few things about who we are and what we do. Not really who we are. I don't think you really cared that much about it, but I did want to say um, you should go uh, – check a little rate and review for us on on social media if you haven't done already um you could follow us on a couple different things which zane will talk about but uh our podcast itself exists on in case you didn't know all the different places it was at apple apple podcast spotify and youtube youtube in particular we only mentioned because we do segment out every every question that we get asked so that um if you wanted to show your friends like a specific portion of an episode that you really enjoyed in order to get them into it you should do that but yeah otherwise like i said send us a rate or review uh, that really helps us with publicity and getting seen uh so that we can continue to grow this awesome community that we have so far we're in the middle with you guys, and thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. If This entire show runs on you guys, so if you want to send in your questions, you can email them to us at saveyourbaconpodcast at gmail.com. That is saveyourbaconpodcast at gmail.com. Are we going to uh, get copy striked for that? Do I get copy stricken? Are we going to get copy struck? For, for me playing literally part of a song that just says, I'll be in the middle. I've heard worse stories. All right. Well, no. Um, so <laughs> if they want to, that's that's lame. Um, <clears throat> we also do have social medias like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Zane and Will at Save Your Bacon Podcast. You can use hashtags Zane and Will and hashtag Save Your Bacon if you want to try and contact us easier. Email is the easiest way to do it by far. But again, this entire show runs off of you guys. All of your weird, wacky ghost stories and questions that you want advice on, they are the fuel to our fire. So just keep sending them in, and then we will do our best to possibly maybe give you some advice, if not just give ourselves advice on how to properly answer questions the next time. <laughs> All right, speaking of, do you want a question, Will? You don't need my permission. I do. Dad, Dad said... Do the question. All right. <laughs> this question comes from user Paper Jam, and the question is: Modern day red paperclip. There's this old cool story of a guy who took a red paperclip and made small trades with other folks, slowly trading up for larger and larger items until he eventually. Oh, you never heard this? Gets an apartment. Yeah, no, I totally have this. Yeah. Wait, an apartment? Yeah. He gets, oh, he, I'll let you keep going. Until eventually, he gets an apartment with a year of free rent. I want to do this. I, I want a new Tesla car. Yeah, me too, dummy. I, <laughs> I, I would love to do that. It sounds good. Trade me up. Let's cut you off right there. Same. All, all of us would love to start with a paperclip and then just not have to pay rent. For a year. Isn't that? free apartment. Yes. What, yes. Okay. Well. Just keep going. Right, Anyways. Cool. I want to do this. I want a new Tesla car. But the only thing, <laughs> the only thing I have to trade away is a bag of potato chips from Panera, which I've already eaten some of. <laughs> my only belonging. Why do you suck? Other than my phone, which I'm typing on, but that doesn't count. I'm not going to trade away my phone. I ate some of these chips and they were not too great. So I'll give them to someone else, but I'll tell them that they were really great and I just had to share. And that's why now I'm handing them off. I mean, it's probably still worth more than a paperclip, right? Right. No, it's got to be. Uh, they asked half a bag. Actually, half a bag of chips. I don't know. If it was a stranger, I wouldn't trust that garbage. <laughs> 
they're asking how do i get from some salty chips to a sweet ride uh oh boy now i i am very curious is you start at half bag of chips right and we're talking not giant family-sized chips like panera-sized chips which are pretty dang small like a little bit bigger than a rubik's cube worth of chips what there the bag is like this big cube worth of chips yeah the bag the bag is like yay big you're giving me visuals on a on an audio format (laughs) hey and then inside that bag is a rubik's cube size amount of chips that sounds like a lot of chips chips are not dense hey just, I just can't believe you decided to use a Rubik's Cube, something that has, I mean, I guess it's decently universally sized, right? but still, like, are we talking density? Are we talking just, like, I'm talking size? Size! I'm not talking, like, the freaking massive I'm just baffled that you chip. thought that was the way that you wanted to use, like, a proportion to measure chips by. You couldn't have been, like, an ounce. All right, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me how you would have said. You would have said an this. ounce. All right, you... I would have done a regular bag of chips worth, which is an ounce. All right, you know what I'm doing? I'm looking this up. How many chips are in a, a bag of Panera chips? You're gonna be so. You're gonna. You're gonna have to suck on this. Yeah, your Will. first thing that's gonna come up is definitely gonna be Rubik's cube. Yeah, right there. Boom. All right. How uh? How many? The chips are in one bag. It says one bag's worth. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> NASA, you found another one. NASA, we got it again. He did it. He cracked the code. Oh no! So how many how many calories is in a Rubik's cube? All right, yeah, here. How many calories are in one? Rubik's cube because we don't want them thinking just like as many as three Rubik's cubes, just one Rubik's cube. How <laughs> how much energy? No, not energy. Does it take to solve one? How many calories are in one Rubik's cube? That's bound to do it. Yes. All right. Let's see. Uh, I did find it. Guess what? It's one ounce. In what? Nerd. It's one ounce of potato chips. Not Rubik's cube. Not Rubik's cube. How heavy is a Rubik's cube? Is that your next question? How heavy is a Rubik's cube? <laughs> I'm getting it in grams. It isn't helping me. A uh, hundred and thirty-two grams. Yep, I got that too. Now give me an ounces. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Four ounces. That's four ounces. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking a quarter of a Rubik's cube worth of chips. I'm so glad we got there. I'm glad we finally landed there. I can't wait to see what Thank editing you. magic you pull off I'm in not, order to make I, that what, listenable. All right. So what we found out for you, question asker, is you have a little less than fourth of a Rubik's Cube worth of potato chips to sell off because you've eaten By some. weight. Yes. Um, now, you've got to find someone. If you use these facts, maybe you can trade it for a Rubik's Cube and quietly you're already winning the trade. I think that you become. I think that whoever this 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 um this red paperclip person was was probably an avid salesman, and so he probably really sold up whatever he was trying to give away because he got something better every time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, "What will you give me for this?" Because you often get pretty bad trades. I'm guessing. We also don't know how long it took him, but either way, I think you have to convince people. You go up to them with your, you know, ah, dude. We didn't factor in the fact that he ate a couple chips already. Yeah. He has almost a quarter. You go up and you say, this is almost one quarter of a Rubik's Cube worth of chips. Exactly. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. I'll give you a moment. Yeah. And you give them a moment. 
and you say, now what would you give me for this? And then they say, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what you get in turn. Right, and they'll say, but are they good? And you say, oh, I've eaten a couple of these chips in this bag. Several I, are missing. I know that they are They're good. in me, currently. I know they're good. The, and the chips are a part of me. They have nourished me, and I'm here today still. That means if you buy this bag, a part of what I have... Uh, encountered will also be a part of what you have encountered and in that way we will become brothers we will be close after this Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to tell you so it's more of an emotional cost as well what is what is the emotional weight worth to you it's probably worth more than a fourth of a rubik's cube is what i'm guessing okay so i've actually done this game before okay that's uh, did you know this i told you this story no Okay, I've done this before. Um, on Halloween, we did because it's actually more acceptable to go up to strangers on Halloween than really other day, right. any other day of the year. Um, and so as I did this my freshman year of college um, where I went around. I started with, I believe, a pencil. And I and I would just like – I had a costume, and I would just go. And I had a bag in case they did have candy. But I would go, and I'd say, hey, I have this. And we're just like – we're playing this game. What can you give me for this that's just a little bit better that you don't need? And we worked our way up. Um and i quit kind of early i had to like go or something i forget what for love those motorcycle noises and um uh but but my friends came back later and one of them had gotten um two four foot tall stuffed animals afterwards wow um so after like a couple hours of trick-or-treating yeah from like five to seven they were trick-or-treating and they came back and it was like yeah you probably go to the store and buy these things like 80 bucks each and off of his whatever he started with yeah he got he got two four foot tall stuffed animals um and he asked me what will you give me for this and i had an electric guitar that i never used so i gave him the electric guitar for those two giant stuffed animals i was like heck yeah two giant stuffed animals why not it was a gorilla and a uh, giraffe and harambe was very popular at that time he had a hole in his ankle so that was the clear choice you did you just done swindled him you just won trade of the century you got two stuffed animals and all it cost you was an electric guitar see here's here's the catch 22 all right he came back later and said he had no use for the guitar and gave are it you back. serious i got both i am not <laughs> kidding i have it all i have i have the guitar and i have the two stuffed animals that was the long game right there will i i did not plan that but i i don't know maybe it was kind of maybe it was kind of snakeish on my part maybe i did go back and i was like oh, do you really need that guitar but in the end i did get it all so i have won this game once you know what would be amazing question asker is if you could take a note out of will's book here and if by the end when you get to the tesla let's say all right let's say this you've got the bag you of gave chips. them a hot air balloon and you get the tesla and then you ask them hey you have no use for that hot air balloon. Do you want to just toss it back this way? This is this is what I was going to say. It's a little bit better than getting a hot air balloon as well. It's all right. So let's work our way up for you. All right? You've got the bag of chips. You find oh, a man gosh, on are the we street. Do the whole hierarchy. You you find a man on the street and he says, "Well, hey, isn't that bag just a little less than a fourth of a Rubik's cube worth the oh, chips?" Boy. And you say, "You know your stuff." And they say, "What if I gave you a full Rubik's cube just to enjoy the taste of some of those chips?" And you say, "Deal." You take the Rubik's cube. You move on with that Rubik's cube to the tournament of like where people solve Rubik's cubes really really fast. Oh you gosh. set the you set the new world record with that Rubik's cube. That Rubik's cube is now incredibly, incredibly valuable because it has it holds. You sign it and you give it to a kid who's crazy about Rubik's. It's it's. <laughs> I'm mad for Rubik's. I'm mad for Rubik's, boy. <laughs> it's signed. It's it's amazing. And then he says, "I'll give you 
uh, my dad's record company because that's a fair trade-off. Excuse the, me? The world, the world record holder for Rubik's Cube time for another record holder. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> now you run now you run a new recording studio. All of a sudden Jay-Z comes in and says, I've got this great album idea, and you say, Here, let me stop you right there. Um, I'll sell you this whole recording studio if you give me the rights to your music, all of your music. And he says, That's a steal. Easy, take it. And so you do that. Fair enough. Now you've got all of the Jay-Z music. You go right to Elon Musk. Elon <laughs> Elon Musk Big fan of memes, if you don't know this online. Huge fan of memes. Meme man. You go right to him and he says, Oh, I assume you want a flamethrower or a Tesla, because that's the only reason people talk to me. And you say, Actually, yes, but in return, I'm going to give you every song that Jay-Z's ever created, but now it'll be owned by you. And he says, You know I'm a fan of Jay-Z. You know this. You're playing with me. And you say, No, I'm not playing with you. It's all right here. And he says, All right, fine. Just one Tesla and one flamethrower and that's easy that's easy peasy easy money right there now you've got a flamethrower in the back of your brand new tesla because you've made it all the way up to a tesla right after you've done everything that i've just mentioned you're all the way up to a tesla and you know what you do you drive to the corner where the guy gave you the rubik's cube and you see him and he's still there and he's questioning whether or not to eat the last couple of chips and you say uh hey or he's slow and you say <laughs> either one either either you work really fast or he eats chips incredibly slow but he's, he's saving them for he's a rainy still, day he's still there and and you he's look a lot of sun and he's waiting for a rainy day <laughs> you, you pull up in your brand new tesla with your flamethrower and you look right at him and you say hey remember me i i was just there giving you those chips uh how, how you liking them and he says and they're not really for me also I just realized I don't really like potato chips that much. And you say, I could take them off your hands. And he says, okay, sure. And now you've got the Tesla and the chips. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. I, what I learned is that Jay-Z is a meme. Okay, I'm going to give you a story. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I only say that because the, the, the sentence of this question asker started with, hey, guys, I have a story for you. Oh, good. <clears throat> hey, guys, I have a story for you. I have a friend who invited me on a road trip with her this summer to go all the way to Portland, Oregon. Normally, I would love going to visit places, but I absolutely know that I could not spend the entire time with them alone in the car. They stop to pee every 30 minutes, always have music blasted way too loud, and get horrible road rage. I'd rather fly for these reasons, which is also cutting travel time by 22 hours, but when I suggest flying, they say it's too expensive and they want the bonding time in the car. I have five weeks. Help. That's from Portable to Portland. Wow. Wow. Wait, five weeks in the car or five weeks to decide? No, I don't think that you would only cut 22 hours if it was a five-week trip by flying instead of driving. I think they have I haven't five been weeks on until a plane. the trip starts. I haven't been on a plane in a while. so it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've been on a plane, Will. Who knows what they've discovered these days? They've discovered um, no, a brand I, new way to fly called be in the air for weeks. <laughs> weeks on end. It is... It's a good time, though. I'll tell you what. If you got nothing to do for five weeks, it's the place to be. Um, uh, no. Excuse me, Mr. Manager. I'm going to need some time off for vacation. Oh, sure. How long are you going to be gone? About mm, about two and a half months. And that's just because about a month and a half of that's going to be in the air on the plane. Yeah, I want to take a couple weeks to visit the folks, but mostly I just wanted to be up in the air for five weeks at a time. Okay, sounds good. Um, they have five weeks until the, the, the road trip starts. Mm -hmm. What would you do in a scenario as such? 
Well, the thing is, if, if it was me in the scenario as such, I would stop complaining and just go. <laughs> you would just do it because despite not wanting to be around the person. I, I can get car sick slightly easily, so stopping every half an hour would be good for me. Blasting the music, well, that's also another perk. Like, that's the reason that I drive is so that I can listen to music. Plus, you're going to get more scenic views on the ground than you are in the air. I mean, are you kidding me? What's you the... get some scenic views in a plane. All right. Well, you you can also just use a drone on the ground, you boy. You big boy. You little big boy. You... I guess you could just drive the plane on the ground too, mm, huh? Don't do this to me. Just Imagine, go. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We haven't even discussed this yet. Is your road trip, are you taking a car or are you taking a plane? Are they are they just being idiots? Are they are you guys I all road tripping? I think they want to take a car. It's not a road trip you, if you take a plane, hey, is hey, it? No, no. Are you road tripping on a ground oh, on a plane that has not seven, taken off and you're just upset you that drive? they won't take off? Yeah, you're just going to take a, you know, whatever 20 something hour trip uh across the freeway in a 747, right? And you're just you're on the really all it is is it's a plane that just won't take off and you keep just learning leaning to the people that are next to you and you just say uh, when's this thing going to get in the air? Am I right? And they say it's not. It's a road trip. And you're just like that doesn't make any sense. Why does it have wings? Why aren't we in the air? Why, why aren't we doing this faster? <laughs> Shoot dang, this is a bus. Yeah. When you buy a plane ticket and end up on a bus. What do you think uh, would be the worst thing? To take a road trip in. This is a better question. I know that the people the, wor- the that worst you're with thing might suck. But... I mean, probably like motorcycle. Really, mm-hmm. are we talking just like cars or any sort of transportation? Any single thing that can get you from point A to point B. What is the worst thing that oh you could my. take in the road trip? De- How conceptual vehicle. are we talking here? You could take a goddamn turtle if you wanted. Ah, uh, well, it's just it's just too broad, Zane. I can't make up my mind. Um, I think that the worst way to do it would. Uh, probably be uber just because the cost you know yeah no that's fair that's a good one <laughs> i mean the price the price would be ridiculous astronomical plus if they're stopping every 30 minutes and they're also playing music that you don't like then that's even way worse also if they keep telling you are we there yet and you say no i paid for you to drive the whole way uh they say please i want to go home <laughs> please i have a family i haven't slept in 86 hours you, yeah and you're yelling no I paid you to get all me. All or nothing, pal. If you don't get me to my destination, you're getting zero stars. And there goes your reputation as a driver. He says, oh, no. Oh, no. And then he floors it. And then he, and then you're flying and then down he, the highway. And then he blacks out from, from sleep exhaustion. Yeah. Side note, what happens if you're in an Uber and the Uber gets pulled over? Or you crash. All right. Not what I asked, but... What is that? No, just a separate thought. Oh, yeah. I thought you I mean, just you said that over? you crash if you get pulled over. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, what happens if you're an Uber and you get in an accident? I've thought that forever. Like, if you're, if I get in one and I need to get to the airport in like 20 minutes, and then the Uber gets in a car accident, how much time do I need to let pass before it's like respectably okay? For me to call another Uber so that I could get to the airport. And How? awkwardly just shuffle over to the other car. Right? Yeah. If you get pulled over, does the clock keep running? Well, Uber, I mean, at least... If you, tell them, if you tell them go very fast, and they go very fast, and then they get pulled over, do they keep the clock running? I, I mean... They, they're like, it's his fault, sir. 
That's more a taxi. Ubers are more a set time, but a good question being. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's more based on. I've never taken an Uber. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's more based on like if you're going this far, then this is how much you pay. Like you pay sure. when you order it. Um, oh, wonderful! That sounds like a great deal. That does, doesn't it? Except if you were driving from east coast to west coast, you're still right. The cost would be ridiculous. You should try to plan that and see if anybody would take it. Can you go on Uber and just say, I would like to get from Boston to L.A., please? Let me just try really quick. So for everybody that's listening, because this will be very visual, I just want everyone to know, I have opened the Uber app. And this is going to be very helpful for you, um, question asker, because if you really don't want to uh, road trip with your friends, if you're in an Uber, they don't have to talk to you. You can listen to your own music. They don't pee, ever. They don't do anything other than drive the car. So. Uber drivers do not pee. That's a fact. Yeah, so you'll you'll be fine because you, you don't have to worry about them pulling over, anything like that. All right, so uh, I get a car to my apartment in five minutes uh, from here to Los Angeles. Boston, everybody, <laughs> to Los Angeles would be... Um, uh okay it's telling me to confirm my pickup spot uh i I, i'm very appreciate the commitment i'm very nervous (laughs) do it (laughs) do it for the podcast (laughs) nobody's gonna accept it just do it (laughs) you can retract it you can cancel it right you can cancel it what yeah but holy shit what (laughs) 1.7 million (laughs) Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cancel that. Are you that. joking? $1.7 million to get me Uber? from Boston to Los Angeles with no stop, straight shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, $1.7 because at that point, I'm not, just ch- I'm not just charging them for the flight. I'm charging them for their goddamn week. And I... <laughs> <laughs> their food, their stops, their their bathroom time. No, their... there are no stops. There are no food. Oh, not even for you. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, you're right. But they're not allowed to stop. If, they have to keep driving. If they committed, then so did you. And <laughs> I need to get there in exactly 58 hours. Oh my god. And I have the two mil, the two big ones to put down for it. My word, that's fantastic. So if you ever win the lottery, one of the only things that you need to know that you can do is take an you Uber. Are allowed to take an Uber from East Coast to West Coast, and then maybe have some left over. We don't know yet. That is the wildest thing I've ever heard. One point seven million dollars to Uber across the country. Where do we even start for this question? Um. Oh, it's they don't want a road wanna, trip. <laughs> yeah, they don't want a road trip with their friends. Well, okay. Well, let's put it this way: Would you, you rather friend. spend one point seven million dollars in a car with people that aren't your friends? And if I know, not, then suck it up, Buttercup. I know that you're saying that you would rather just fly because it's easier, but b- bogus. It's not a road trip if you fly. That's just that's just a trip. Yeah, there's I mean, no they, road. You're right. You're right. So you can't. It's not a road trip anymore. You can't I think your friend would be kind of bummed if you're being past aggressive and saying, "Want to take a road trip? Sure, I'll buy the flight tonight." Exactly. They'd say, "Oh, you mean you just want to go on a trip?" And you said, "No, a road trip." They said, "There's no. If there's no road, it's no road trip. You just want to go on a trip. You're tripping right now." So, if you want to go on a road trip, would you rather go with your friends with minor stop inconveniences, 
or pay $1.7 million to have a guy that never talks to you never stop the entire trip to Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. Two and a half days straight of driving. I think it was three. It was three days for me and no my family way. when we went from L.A. to Chicago. So, oh, that's a far way. Um, so double that. Did stops and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, double that distance. Probably literally a week. Oh boy. Want to take a road trip, Zane? I do. I really do. Well, in lieu of us going on a road trip very soon, I want to say this is the end of our show. Where uh, you got to go. Oh no! And that's really that's just because when we're in the car, we're gonna run out of Wi-Fi. And I'm out the door. I'm out the door. I got the I got the fanny pack. Well, I got the sunglasses. Wait for I got me. The, I got the golden grill. The car is started. I've got I've hit the fob. I've <laughs> I've, I've brought the kayak. I <laughs> I have it's the strapped Patag- on top. I already did it. All the Throw Patag- that kayak away. All the Patagonia jackets. Uh yeah. Did you bring lots of them? Did you bring? Man, the- they're expensive, but I think it's for a good cause. <laughs> did you bring the uh? What's the thing that when you put it in the backpack, but it's got the straw that comes out and you drink in it? The Camelback. Life straw. Camelback. Yeah. We got the Camelbacks. We got the life straws. We got the we got the reusable mugs. Did you get the we Slim Jims? We have Slim Jims, Jack Links, uh-huh. um, and uh, Nature's Wonder, which is jerky. That's not a brand. I just think it's Nature's Wonder. Did okay. you grab some so, DVDs for the DVD player in the back of our new Cadillac? I did, but that's how I got in the Fender Bender last week, Zane. We've been over this. Uh-huh. Um, I get too distracted when Despicable Me 2 is on. I can't Anyways, help that I-, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you to everybody who's sending questions. We really appreciate it. Once again, it's what keeps our podcast alive. Um, thank you to everybody who has listened for getting this far. We appreciate it. Uh, we love you all. We're fantastically. We are fantastic. We are. What are my words? We are fantastic. That's it. Um, this has been Save Your Bacon. My name is Will. My name is Zane. And guys, have a great rest of your week. See you next Monday. Take it easy. And if it's easy, take it twice. Take it twice.